0: and Budick podcast starts right now. Welcome into another edition of the Aspen and Budic show. I'm Jake Asman alongside Dan Budick. Free agent frenzy in the NFL is underway and the New York Jets are one of the bigger stories. So we're excited to have on Rich Samini. Rich covers the Jets for ESPN. Rich, thanks so much for coming on. Guys,
1: thanks for having me. Rich, the Jets are bringing in Steelers left tackle Kelvin Beecham for a visit. What does that mean for DeBrigashoff-Ferguson and his $14 million cap hit in 2016?
2: You know, this is one of those, uh, you know, poker games, one of those negotiating stare-downs at the bargaining table. Uh, if Brick doesn't take a big cut, you know, they could possibly sign Beecham. Now, one thing about Beecham, though, there is some competition. I know the Steelers would like to have back. I think the Ravens are interested. There's some other teams interested. So, um, So, yeah, a lot of moving parts
0: there. Rich, the big move the Jets have made so far was after letting Chris Ivory walk, and he signed, of course, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jets decided to sign Matt Forte to a contract. Are you surprised the Jets went in that direction? No, no. I had actually been hearing for a couple of weeks before that that they could go for Forte.
2: Uh, You know, I think it's a decent move. Uh, You know, they're on a tight budget there at running back. They weren't going to pay Ivory the money he got from Jacksonville, and I understand that. So they tried to get a little more cost-effective. I think uh, Forte is going to come in about four million a year, and um, which is you know which is workable. It's, it's, and they brought back the Powell, so you have a one-two tandem there. I don't think Forte is what he was two or three years ago. He, he's been kind of average the last couple of years, but I think the Jets have some plans for him to use him a lot for passing game, and I think
1: it'll create more versatility on offense. Rich, did you think the Jets would bring back Bilal Powell to a contract, or did you think he was going elsewhere like Chris Ivory?
2: No, I thought Powell had a good chance. I know the Broncos were also
1: interested in him. I thought out of the two guys, Powell and Ivory,
2: Powell made more sense to bring back just from an economic standpoint. Uh, he's a little younger. He does more things than Ivory. He can play on special teams. He can play on third down. I don't think he's as good a running back as Chris Ivory, so they're losing a little something there, but uh, I thought – that was a good price. They got him back at, a, at three years, uh, $11 million,
0: which is right about what I thought he'd come in at. And we're talking Jets football with ESPN New York's Rich Samini. Rich, big story with the Jets has been Ryan Fitzpatrick and his contract negotiations. As we sit here right now, what's the latest with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, there is no latest. Nothing's going on right now. He's he, The Jets uh, made him an offer,
2: and uh, he's shopping that offer around the league. There's no market for him right now. You know, he's not getting anything w- close to what the Jets offered, and uh, so I think he'll end up back with the Jets. This is, I know there's some frustration on Fitzpatrick's side. I think they're offering him around seven to eight million a year, which is probably half of what he's looking for on an annual basis. I think the Jets will probably come up a little bit, but not a whole lot. And uh, it's again, I hate to use the poker analogy. We've got a poker game going on here. The Jets are calling his bluff and saying, go ahead, go get a better offer. They're pretty confident he won't get one. But again, like I said, I, I think ultimately he'll be back
1: with them. If the situation plays out where Ryan Fitzpatrick does sign elsewhere, Rich, where do you think the Jets will go from there at quarterback? Is it a Kaepernick? Is it an RG3? Or is it someone else that hasn't even been spoken about yet?
2: Yeah, I mean, our, uh, Kaepernick, uh, you know, I don't, I think that's a lot of smoke screening. I don't think they have a strong interest in Kaepernick. Um You'd have to give up a, a pretty good draft choice, you know, a second, probably a third rounder, a uh, big salary. I, I don't think they want to go there. I think the guy to watch out for would be Brian Hoyer. I know Jets fans are probably groaning when they hear that name. Uh, they they actually were interested in him last year, but ended up going for Fitzpatrick instead. Uh, Hoyer had, you know, he had a decent year with, with Houston. He got him to the playoffs. He had an awful playoff game, as we know, four interceptions. So, I think it would be a step back from Fitzpatrick, but I think the Jets are thinking like like the Broncos are thinking now. You know, our defense is good enough. Uh, The rest of our team is good enough. We could just get by with a game manager. So I think Hoyer would probably be a legitimate
0: fallback option for them. Rich, one name for the Jets at quarterback that will certainly cause outrage in the fan base would be Geno Smith. Do you think there's any chance the Jets go into training camp with Geno Smith as the team's starting quarterback? Yeah, I don't think they would hand him the job. They,
2: I certainly don't think they would do that. But say, you know, they say they traded a seventh-round pick for Brian Hoyer. Uh, I think they'd have a Hoyer-Geno competition in camp. Uh, maybe even make it a, three, a three-way. You know, it's, it's, it would be very interesting. Todd Bowles does not believe in having open competitions in camp. He feels like you have to name a starter going in just because of the, the way the reps are distributed. So. I guess, you know, I guess the more I think about it, it's possible they could make Gino the starter going in, but it would be a name only. Uh, It would be kind of an open competition. I, I don't think it would be something you would etch in stone.
1: We're on the phone line with ESPN Jets beat reporter Rich Cimini. Rich, the Jets reportedly had interest in Olivier Vernon. We know what happened. He went to the Giants. Does that maybe increase anything for Muhammad Wilkerson maybe being dealt by the Jets?
2: I think the Jets are open to trading Wilkerson. He's got the franchise tag. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to be able to do that, though. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's really hard to do that tag and trade. You know, you got to find a team that's willing to give you, in this case, probably a first-round pick. A team that's willing to pay the player what he wants on a long-term contract. I can tell you that's you know, well north of forty million guaranteed. So to fight to get all those things and stars aligned. It's really, really hard. I think if the Jets did sign Olivier Vernon, it would, you know, it would have been about 15 million a year. I think, I think Ferguson DeBruskichard would have been the the shoe to drop. I mean, that would have been the guy they probably would have cut to make room for him.
0: Rich, earlier in the off-season, the Jets decided to part ways with Antonio Cromartie to save some cap. Do you expect the Jets to bring anyone else in at the cornerback position to play along with Durell Rivas, with Marcus Williams, and of course Buster Screen? i think you know right now williams and screen are going to compete for that job but i
2: do think they're they're in the market for a low-cost uh veteran type guy um you know who could come in for two million or less to bring in and just join the competition i think todd bowles left to have a lot of corners i think they'd be uh he'd feel a little bit better if he had some more experience there
1: rich even though the draft is still over a month away the jets hold the 20th overall selection What do you see them doing right now with that twentieth overall pick? You see them staying there, making a draft selection, maybe a linebacker, or do you see them moving up, maybe inside the top fifteen, maybe inside the top ten if they really like someone?
2: Well, it's impossible at this point, guys. You know, free agency still going on. Uh, It's really, really hard to to say. Uh, Trading up, probably not a scenario I would see the Jets doing. They need to accumulate draft picks now. They need to get younger. So I could see them trading down. If they stay at 20, uh, you know, they're, they're desperate for an outside linebacker. I mean, that's a position they have not addressed. So I think that would be their number one priority. Uh, offensive tackle could be a priority. Obviously, running back is not a priority now. So I think you're looking at uh, probably an outside linebacker. And now that uh, Harrison's gone,
0: you can't rule out the nose tackle. Rich, final question. The Jets will have had a successful 2016 offseason if fill in the blank. Well, I said going in that if they could keep
2: Fitzpatrick, Wilkerson, and Harrison, it would be a successful offseason. Obviously, one is gone. Harrison's with the Giants. Fitzpatrick's still in limbo, so we'll see how that goes. Um, If they get him back and find something at outside linebacker, I think you could inf- find something to replace Harrison. They're not going to find a player as good as Harrison. They're going to take a step back there. But it's uh, it's adding more speed. I think that's the key. they got to try to find more
1: speed on both sides of the ball. I think that's their objective. He covers the Jets for ESPN New York. Rich Sumini. Rich, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for coming on with us, Rich. We appreciate it.
0: Hey, my pleasure, guys. Take it easy.
1: Thanks for listening to the Aspen and Butic Show. To keep up with the guys, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter with the handle at Aspen Show.